Earlier this year, South Australia became the last place in the country to decriminalise abortion. And you might be thinking, well, if you need a termination in Australia, surely you'll be able to access one in the country easily, right? Well, not always, because like other forms of healthcare, it can be really hard to access abortions if you live outside the major cities. Unlike other types of healthcare, your doctor still has a right to refuse treatment. Western Australia actually has some of the toughest abortion laws in the country, and there's some movement on it. This week, they've announced a review with the aim of changing laws next year. And even at a national level, there's a lot going on. A Senate inquiry is looking at how to overcome some of the biggest barriers to abortion across Australia. Soon we're going to hear from a politician who's pushing for change. But first, Shalila Madora has been speaking to those who've experienced this themselves. Lizzie is one of those lucky people whose period arrives like clockwork. I was late by a day or two and I knew straight away that something was up. Lizzie did a pregnancy test and it came back positive. At the time I was unsure. I I think given what I do for work, just seeing families made all the time, it kind of... I had that in the back of my mind when I was decision making. Lizzie is a registered midwife who has spent most of her career working in the regions. The GPs who were in the clinics also ran the hospital. I was worried my professional relationship would suffer because people would know that intimate detail about me. She asked us not to use her real name because some of her colleagues are anti-abortion. When she found herself weighing up the options for her unintended pregnancy, their comments kept coming back to her. Then we had this this poor woman was terminating for medical reasons and there were some conscientious objectors. There were quite a number of people who refused to look after this particular woman. When Lizzie decided to end the pregnancy, she had to work out how to get an abortion without jeopardising her relationship with her co-workers. I strategically picked the locum GP because I knew he'd see me and then he'd be gone in you know, a month's time or whatever. So I was lucky that I had the means to be able to do that. Just a quick explainer before we get back to Lizzie's story. There are two types of terminations, a surgical one and a medical one, which uses pills called MS2-STEP to bring on an abortion. MS2-STEP can be prescribed by GPs and dispensed by pharmacists, but both have to be registered providers. There was no MS2 step providers in town. Lizzie ended up driving for hours to the nearest city to access the abortion. I consider myself one of the luckier ones because I had the money and the ability to go and access care in a bigger facility. Abortion is a state issue, so the rules are different depending on where you live. Earlier this year, South Australia became the last state or territory in Australia to decriminalise abortion. So theoretically, they should be easy to get. But... Trying to access abortion services is incredibly difficult in Australia. That's Anna Noonan. She's doing her PhD at the University of Sydney on rural reproductive rights. It's this really strange phenomenon. There just isn't information out there that's easily accessible about abortion. She's likened getting an abortion outside the major cities to finding water in a drought. Across the country, just one in 10 GPs is registered to provide MS2-STEP and only 15% of pharmacists can dispense it. They're concerned about advertising their services to become known in town as the doctor abortion or otherwise being overwhelmed with demand. In WA, you need one doctor to refer you to a second doctor who'll prescribe MS2-STEP. 
in one doctor towns that can certainly make it very difficult to access all of the care that's required. Here's Dr Alison Cray from Sexual Health Quarters in WA. She teaches other GPs about sexual and reproductive health care treatment. She says a small number of doctors are providing inadequate or misleading information to patients about abortion, a very time-sensitive situation. I saw a patient whose GP told her that she needed to wait and have an ultrasound and then wait again a couple more weeks before she saw me as the referring doctor. Then there's the issue of stigma, which Lizzie was worried about. Some choose to get an abortion in a big city, so there's no chance of being recognised. Trouble is one of those major things that is a barrier or a difficulty that people encounter. Some people don't have that choice. They have to travel because the facilities near them don't offer abortions. Travel costs money and requires time off work. Two more huge barriers to access. Rural Health Minister Jed Carney told Hack in a statement that the government is looking into issues around abortion access and welcomes a new Senate inquiry into the issue. Given the variety of totally different laws in each of the states and territories, it would be really helpful if there was some uniformity of access. Anna Noonan hopes the inquiry will give people more reproductive choices. And the possibility, which is the case, that some people continue pregnancies that they don't feel they can manage or that they don't want purely because that service was out of reach. And that, to me, is mind-blowingly problematic. Hack on Triple Jack. Shalala Madora there. I want to talk a bit more about this. And with us is Green Senator Larissa Waters. She's been successful in setting up a Senate inquiry into reproductive health care, and that includes regional access to abortion. She's with us now. Senator Waters, thanks very much for coming on Hack. Hi, Dave. Good to be with you. We just heard from a Triple J listener there about how difficult it can be to access abortions. What do you think is the biggest barrier for people who live outside of the major cities? Because it sounds like it really is a financial issue a lot of the time. Look, it's a total postcode lottery, Dave, and people think that because abortion is now legal in most states that you can just get one when you want one, and that's how it should be because abortion is healthcare, but sadly, it's really not, and Shalala's piece there just went through all of the hurdles. If you're in a rural and regional area, you've already got worse quality healthcare, which is wrong and it shouldn't be that way, but that's how it is. But when it comes to reproductive healthcare, you've got even fewer options. There's so few GPs that are properly registered to be able to prescribe the abortion pills and a lot of the hospitals don't provide abortions, which is just nonsense because, like, you go to a hospital to get health care and, in my opinion, because the federal government is funding those hospitals, they could be asking hospitals to simply provide those reproductive health services. Okay, I wanted to ask about that because it does seem to be mainly a state issue. So, realistically, is there much the federal government can do to improve access? Such a great question, Dave. Um, the laws and the legality about accessing abortion are definitely run by the states and we've thankfully seen some improvements around the country, although the rules are still a bit different depending on what state you're in. So there's a huge role for the federal government to not only harmonise those laws and make sure that no matter where you live, you've got the same right to make decisions about your own body, including about whether you want to terminate or continue with a pregnancy, but it also really uh, could affect the affordability for abortions. The federal government has got the purse strings and it could list on Medicare 
could just say, yep, abortion's now on Medicare so that if you want the abortion pill or you're going to get a surgical abortion, you don't have out-of-pocket costs. That's totally within the realm of the federal government to do. And the hospital funding, as I mentioned before, is also in the federal government's responsibility basket. So yes, the laws aren't the responsibility of the feds, but the access issues could so easily be fixed with federal intervention. Western Australia has some of the toughest abortion laws in the country, but they've announced this week they're actually reviewing the system and they're Mm. looking to change laws early next year. What do you make of that? I was so pleased to see that because they've been the outlier and it's ironic because they were one of the first movers um, to have better abortion laws um, decades ago, but now they've become the laggard. So it's really great that they're now finally realising that um, women deserve to be able to make those decisions and that, frankly, you shouldn't need two doctors sign off to make a choice um, about your own future and the the future of your own body. So pleased to see that. But again... Changing the law is one thing, but actually making it affordable and accessible for people to access reproductive health, that's the next barrier. So it's not just the money, it's what if your town doesn't have a GP that is registered to provide the abortion pill? What if your public hospital, if you're lucky to have one, doesn't provide those services? So it's the money and it's the access that the feds really need to step in and fix. This Senate inquiry, do you think there is an appetite for change and that stuff we've seen overseas like the Roe v. Wade decision Mm. in the US, for example, that that has changed something in Australia. Now people are more keen to talk about issues here. I really think you're right, Dave. The Roe v. Wade decision was so confronting and it came just after our federal election. So I think people were paying a bit more attention to politics and they couldn't believe that women might not have the right to choose for themselves anymore. And so I guess reflecting on that in the Australian context, as I said, it's good that our laws are mostly all right, but there's still barriers to access. So it's been a great way of, of re-agitating this conversation. And I'm really hopeful that with this Senate inquiry that I managed to set up, um, that we can hear from people with lived experience who've had trouble getting reproductive health care. We, also really keen to hear from expert medical people in the field. What do they think the solutions are? And I think one of the other really good solutions, Dave, is making contraception more available and more affordable. It's obviously better to prevent an unwanted pregnancy in the first place. And yet sometimes um, the reproductive literacy isn't great. Um, Even your own doctor might not know about some of the long-acting reversible Mm. contraceptives that are new to the market. So there's so much more we can do so that women have got really good reproductive health care and are supported to make whatever's decision is right for them. Really appreciate your time on this. Green Senator Larissa Waters, thank you very much for speaking with us on Hack. And to all the listeners who want to make a submission, you can go and do that. Um, you can look up, Google this Senate inquiry. It will have the instructions there how you can do it. Hack on Triple J.